reading is taken from Matthew, chapter 2, starting at verse 1. The Magi visit the Messiah. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people, the chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written, but you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least amongst the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people, Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they'd heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their own country by another route. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning, church. Happy New Year. Lovely to see your beautiful faces again. They were beautiful last year and are still beautiful this year. Let's pray. Come, Holy Spirit, fill us afresh this morning as we gather to praise you, to praise the Son, our Lord, King, Jesus Christ, to praise the Father who sent him. And Lord, may we know who this King is a little bit more clearer today. And may we take him out with us to wherever you send us today. Amen. <clears throat> today I want to talk about how uh, Jesus became king and who is King Jesus. But first, I want to start with some questions that I heard that really summed up 2021 on that wonderful uh, institution called Thought for the Day on the BBC. The questions were these. How did we leave so many vulnerable Afghans behind? What will happen to the women and the girls? Will they complete their educations or will they be married off before they even finish school? Will more desperate refugees drown in their flimsy inflatables as they try to uh, get to our borders? 
How do we protect our borders here whilst trying to serve our neighbor? How can anyone inflict such torture on an innocent six-year-old, especially when they are your own? Are there no answers to such questions? Yes, there are. But they are never going to be easy ones, are they? There will always be far more questions than answers, and questions that we can never answer ourselves. But do, but do we know who Jesus Christ is? Yes, we do. He is king, and he is coming back. In our text today, the concern seems to be with political evil, and it seems to be quite explicit. King Herod and all of Jerusalem are contrasted with the faithful, the oppressed, and the displaced, Mary and the child, the mayor and the magi, the families of Bethlehem. Matthew's story of the Magi visiting the Messiah is not about the evil Jews, Herod and all of Jerusalem, versus the good Gentiles, the Magi, but about earthly power versus divine power. The Magi arrive from the east, and they visit King Herod, and he asks them, where? Where is the one who is born king of the Jews? And in doing so, they proclaim Herod's illegitimacy. These were very brave outsiders. Jesus' kingship looks very different, does it not, to that of King Herod's. Jesus promotes servant leadership. And the next time that we read about this king of the Jews, it's referred to him when he's suffering that painful torture on the cross. So why does this text matter to us today? Matthew, the writer of our text, really wants us to know this. It's through the Jewish king that God's kingdom is revealed and given to the whole world. Matthew's profound Jewish gospel puts Jesus, Jesus front and center because he is the fulfillment of the Mosaic law. You see, many, many people aspire to be God, but Jesus is the only man who is God. So church, whatever image you have of Jesus this morning, the picture must be one of this. Jesus is king. So Jesus is king, but of what? Jerusalem? Yes, but of every nation too. And he is king for every city, for every heart that the church, that you and I can reach out to in our places of work, in our places of influences, in our schools, wherever God sends us. With King, with King Jesus, we see also that old rituals are given new access to God. So who is this King Jesus? Well, when we look in our Bibles, either the hard copy uh, or on our phone, we see this. He is gentle. He is humble in heart. He is one with the Father, the way, the truth, and the life. 
Master, Messiah, and Lord. The gate, the cornerstone, sent by the Father as teacher, servant, bridegroom, and shepherd, and as the Christ. He is Son of God and the Son of humankind. Perhaps you need reminding that this morning. Perhaps you don't know that this morning. Don't go about finding out more. So Jesus is king, but who does he want to follow him? I think our text reminds us today that the Magi came because Jesus welcomes everyone. The Magi, probably astrologers from somewhere east of Jerusalem, were outsiders because they were not Jewish. And by not being Jewish, they were seen as the rest, the Gentiles, those who simply were seen to have no religious sensibilities at all. The Jewish people split the world into God's people and the rest. Outsiders, these mysterious magi, may have been Yet they were invited to worship King Jesus because they were invited. They came. And friends, when you're invited to meet life's loveliest person, how can you resist? So the star of Bethlehem called them to come because the good news started from God's people and it's now for the whole world. Cruel Herod tried to destroy King Jesus by employing foreign magi, but in the end, the event only brings honor to his rival. So, what can be said about this baby who becomes king? He laid his hands on those who were sick, and he healed many of their diseases. He had compassion He healed the untouchables of their leprosy and he restored those who could not walk. He noticed a woman who had been bleeding for many, many years and he calls her daughter. That both encourages her, but it also restores her back into her community. On the Sabbath, he healed a man's deformed hand and he opened the eyes of the mouth, uh, sorry, opened the mouth and eyes of a demon-possessed man. In the temple, he calls over a sick woman, and he says, woman, woman, you are free from your ailment. This King Jesus, he grieves with us because he grieves with his friends, and his tears and his very few words restored Lazarus back to new life. And even <clears throat> when in the synagogue, he leaves, his follow, uh, he leaves his followers to follow a father who was desperate for him to restore his dying daughter. And what does King Jesus do? He does what he always does. He brings restoration. This is what Jesus does. He puts the beauty back into our brokenness because he is God in the flesh and he runs to each of us regardless if we know it, regardless if we want it. He runs to you and me each day because we are loved 
by the source of love. Tyrants are sadly not just the stuff of the Bible. Today, dictatorships remain and polarized politics push people to extremism. But the problem with a dictatorship is this. There is only room for one God in a dictatorship. The dictator, the dictator themselves. In many nations, churches are demolished. Their leaders are imprisoned and whole congregations tracked with surveillance technologies. This is why, as a church here at Christ Church, we remain passionately committed to the work of the charity Open Doors. It's because they work every day in dangerous situations to support Christians who want to proclaim the truth. Jesus Christ is Lord. Friends, we must never forget that this is still the most revolutionary statement that we can ever utter. I started this preach with some challenging questions to which you and I simply do not have the whole answer to. But when our friends and our families today and tomorrow and the weeks to come come and ask us, who is this Jesus? We do, do we not, have an answer. He is not one king among many kings. He is God in the flesh. Cruel systems of oppression will always crumble when they come face to face with Jesus because he is our Prince of Peace. In the last few weeks, the world has been grieving the loss of Archbishop Desmond Tutu. He's a man who stood for justice in so many ways. And as we've read the news, the thing that keeps coming back to us, I think, is this. Desmond had such influence. He had such a humbled heart because he knew Jesus as his king and savior of all. He was God's person for this moment and he helped to, profound, he helped to have a profound sense of justice because he had a profound and deep sense of faith. Tutu's legacy will always remain powerful because Tutu was not just another violent revolutionary, but he embodied Jesus' servant leadership to all those he served. Like Tutu, church, I think each day we must follow the best mentor the world can ever give us, Jesus Christ, our King. So at the start of another, yes, uncertain year, sadly, I wish I could preach something else, let's declare that King Jesus will be there with us in whatever situation is thrown at us. And in 2022, let's keep demonstrating the love that we have for him as he asks us to love his world, as he sends us out into it, and we keep proclaiming that revolutionary truth that will always confuse the world but will always be true of the world, that Jesus Christ is Lord 
and King. Let's pray. Father, as we start a new year and we look at the issues politically, socially, economically, spiritually, wherever those issues are in our own lives, Lord, we lay them at the cross this morning. And we declare, Lord, that you are bigger and better. And Lord, that we choose again to follow you. So Lord, may our prayer be this morning that you are king, you are Lord, and that we will follow you again each and every day. Amen.